welcome to season two of the Daily Driver podcast presented by ThisIsBracketRacing.com. I'm your host, Luke Bogacki. If you've listened to Jed and I on the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast, um, you know that typically when we get into a discussion, a debate of uh, rating or ranking drivers and their skills, for me personally, a big differentiator is diversity or, or flexibility. Like as impressive as it is to go win multiple big dollar bracket events in a dragster. And don't get me wrong, that is super impressive because it's hard to do. I find it even more impressive for a driver to go win a big dollar bracket event one week and then a big dollar bottom ball race the next. And then an NHRA divisional or national event a month or two later. And then a big buck race in a door car a couple of months after that. Like that level of diversity and the talent, the ability required to be able to do that, to hop in and out of cars, to change classes and still have success, that is truly impressive. Because winning different styles of events in different types of race cars, it requires at least a subtly different skill set, sometimes a significantly different skill set. Like there's there's a different way to go about optimally winning different types of races and different types of equipment. What I never really gave much thought to, though, until recently is the, the inverse of that. Does driving a variety of different vehicles and or competing in a variety of different classes and situations does that make drivers better? I'll just share some personal experience. And this is, this is recent personal experience for me. Uh, if, you, if you follow Big Dollar Bracket Racing, you, you may have noticed. I have been bracket racing my quote-unquote super gas Corvette a, a lot recently, right? Uh, and, and it's fast and it's fun. I'm going high. I've been 467 in a buggy, right? And it's a complete blast. It is fun to go down the racetrack. I am typically grinning when I hit the finish line, whether my wind light comes on or not, right? It is a blast to drive and it's actually really good. And believe it or not, it is way easier to drive than you might expect. Okay. Now, the reason that I say this is that twice this season, I've hopped into my wife's dragster. And keep in mind, like I haven't driven a dragster on a regular basis since I sold my last car uh, almost three years ago now. Okay, So I, I don't typically drive a dragster. And yet, I've hopped into my wife's car on two occasions this season, and I've had tremendous success. Uh, I got down to 10 cars in the Springfield Million, and then I hopped into it uh, at a, at a local-ish 10 grander little track in Indiana, and I've won the race. And as I step back from that and think, like, why? Why am I having so much success in a dragster when I don't drive a dragster? And the truth is, um, for lack of a better term, because this is never easy, after getting out of my Corvette, driving that dragster is easy. Why? Because there are things inherent to, and keep in mind, my Corvette is as fast as I've ever gone, gone in a quote-unquote door car. And when you get to that speed, like there are just inherent challenges of, like I guess, as easy as that car is to drive, 
um, it's the most that I've ever had to respect the race car underneath me. I'm going 460s in a buggy, okay? So as easy as that car is to drive, literally the first mm, 300 feet of the track, like I am very much focused on making sure that it is centered up in the groove and making a good, clean run before I ever reference an opponent, right? So that limits my ability to, to perceive rate of closure. Uh, I, would, I would admit that my, my focus on um, determining reaction time differences is probably not as strong simply because I'm worried about other stuff, right? I'm worried about navigating the course, at least to some degree. And then I flip over into the dragster and like, that part's easy. Like it's going A to B, you just point the damn thing and it goes, right? So what I notice is that immediately, I mean like 50 feet into the run, I'm already referencing my opponent. I'm already determining that rate of closure. I'm, it's easier for me to make a decision earlier in the run. And when I make a decision earlier in the run, I've got more time to, to do something about it. The whole going 460s in my Corvette has allowed going 450s in my wife's car to slow down. Like it almost feels like it's in slow motion. So in this case, developing a different skill set Okay. Because I'll be completely honest, driving a Corvette is a different skill set than anything I've ever ever done, eighth mile bracket racing. But developing that, it hasn't taken away from my skills in the dragster, despite the fact that I don't drive it very often. If anything, I would argue that it has enhanced those skills. That's my story, but the same can be true for you. Hopping into your friend's car every now and then, or Entering your super pro car, pulling the delay box out and running it in the bottom bowl class. Or you predominantly race eighth mile and every now and then there is a quarter mile race down the road, like going and entering that or entering the, the 6-0 class in addition to your regular bracket or simply traveling to a different racetrack, different than the one that you race at every Saturday night. Those curveballs, right? Those, those changes, they may not produce immediate results. And in fact, I think we're more likely to make mistakes simply because we're forcing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. But that diversity, that change of place, that's what breeds flexibility. And that flexibility, that experience that we gain, that's the stuff that makes us better. And that makes us better more quickly, right? That speeds up the learning curve and ultimately diminishes the space between where we are and where we ultimately want to go.